Hey everybody, this is Sean Faust, and you are listening to my weekly mixtape with one of my oldest and dearest friends, Brian Colburn. So what you gotta do now, stop listening to me, listen to his show, like, subscribe, definitely join that Patreon. It'll be very, very, very Verkalahigalum. Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me for tonight's collaboration is good friend and fellow musician, Sean Faust. Sean, thank you so much for joining me on the show. You know, Brian, you're welcome for having me on your show. <laughs> um, uh, I hope that you're feeling the grace of my presence, knowing that Sean Faust took time out of his day to be here with you. Brian? Brian? Hey, Brian, are you there? Brian? Brian, we're doing my weekly mixtape today, bro. Yes, we are. But seriously, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been like addicted to your show. So like every time it comes out, I'm like, all right, hey, put me in one of those isolation rooms to clean so I can listen to this podcast. And so the cats are getting used to your voice as well. And I'm just, I'm just loving it. I love this show. So honestly, thank you for having me on. And, um, gracing me with your presence because we haven't really talked in a while anyway so this is pretty awesome to do seriously it feels like forever well i'm really excited and i'm gonna start by asking you the same question i ask everybody and being you listen to the show i know you know what's about to come but sean what does the word mixtape mean to you my good friend Brian started a podcast called My Weekly Mixtape and um <laughs> I mean I, I never heard of mixtapes until Brian started this show, and I thought it was, wow, that's a pretty cool idea. So what I did was I headed over to the local drugstore. I won't say its name because apparently it's anti-woman now, and I'm, I'm not pro that drugstore anymore. But I, I bought um, some TDK D90 cassettes, and I'm, I've got them ready to go. And they're type 2, by the way. So um, type 2, that was with Chrome. And you always wanted to record on type 2 because you got a better uh, sound out of it. Not... Not that I know anything about cassettes. I'm just I'm talking out of my butt here. But <laughs> I used to make I used to make mixtapes. Oh my god! Like after I saw Dream Theater for the first time, of course I'm going to mention them, right? I'm Sean Faust. I must have made like I had about 10 90 minute cassettes of different set lists that I would love to hear from them because I mean at the time uh, it was Images and Words, Awake, Change the Seasons, and When Dream and Day Unite. So like I, I must have made 10 mixtapes just a Dream Theater. But I I did it with Pink Floyd one time analog let me let me blow your mind with this breathe i cut out time went right to the breather prees it felt seamless so when they did it in 2005 i was like oh my god did you guys get a copy of my pink floyd mixtape that's phenomenal (laughs) so i used to do stuff like hard rock i was into or like you know you know i would just put a cassette in and uh it was it's a cheap mixtape because what i would do is i would hit record on 1480 z-rock oh yeah just let that go and that's how I got turned on to so much cool stuff around uh, 9091. So uh, I'm really looking forward to making a mixtape with you based on some of the music that we were listening to around that age. Oh, God, yeah. A lot of the songs that I have on my list for tonight came from discovering 
these bands on 1480 Z Rock and to a certain extent 89.5 WSOU. Those were a little bit heavier than some of the bands we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, yeah. But there was some overlap every now and then. But a lot of the stuff, 1480 Z Rock was my station. And the songs we are going to be curating tonight all center around power ballads. And for the sake of tonight's show, we did not tie this episode to a decade because there were a ton of amazing power ballads that came out in the early 90s that would musically fall under the quote-unquote 80s hard rock power ballad. But because 90, 91, and 92, these bands were still part of the active rotation, they would have been cut out of an 80s power ballad playlist. But for the sake of an argument, you know the songs we're talking about. Those are a slow rock song with a strong emotional vocal delivery and typically a grandiose production. That was the Oxford language's definition of a power ballad. So, Sean, taking the dictionary out of the equation. Yes, let's please do that. What were you looking for in the power ballads that you brought to the table this evening? I mean, it, it's pretty much let's let's ignore that dictionary and just go for like when we heard power ballads when we were kids. The first thing that came out of our pockets were our cigarette lighters. Yes. And just, you know, put them in the air. And like, you know, it's just a mellow togetherness kind of thing. We're like, even bands got hip to the whole power ballad thing. We're like, they would start songs off slow just to like kick it into rock and roll. Like the first thing that comes to mind is Come Undone from uh, the first damn Yankees album. Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, just for the record, let's get the story straight. Uncle, Uncle Tom's, Tom's Cabin. Cabin. I was, that thing. was the one I was right. going to go for. So like, you know, here's this acoustic or piano slow intro and then like, bam, rocker song because they wanted to get people listening to the tune and power ballads were the thing for the longest time. So I just think like some mellow and then bam, big power coming in at you. I'd start naming song titles, but then I'd be screwing up our tape. (laughs) Well, let's get down to business then. Tonight, as I mentioned earlier, Sean and I will be curating the Ultimate Power Ballads mixtape, and we'll use the old cassette deck approach, meaning our mixtape will be broken up into two sides, Side A and Side B. Sean, as the special guest, will begin Side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up his choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for Side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip, and we'll map out side B, only this time I'll kick the side off, and Sean will choose second. Our overall goal for the episode is to craft the best power ballads mixtape possible through only 20 songs. At the end of the show, you could take our conversation to the next level by visiting the power ballads page at myweeklymixtape.com to give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. Finally, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. And I'd like to welcome this week's newest Patreon mixtaper, David Owens. David, thank you so much for supporting the show and being a part of the mixtaper family. Speaking of Patreon mixtapers, a few have chimed in with some of the songs they would kick off their Power Ballads mixtape with. Kicking things off with David, he chimed in with Night Ranger's Sister Christian, the Two Vague Podcast chimed in with Guns N' Roses' November Rain, and Cactus Pete chimed in with Cinderella's Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, Warrant's Heaven, Poison's Until You Suffer Some, Fire and Ice, 
Bad Companies If You Needed Somebody, and Bon Jovi's Bed of Roses. Elsewhere in the socials, we've got a ton of mixtapers who sent in tracks for this one via my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, which you can find at My Weekly Mixtape, and I'm going to go through some of them now. Deep breath here. Steve Moore chimed in with Tesla's Love Song. Jim Santora chimed in with Great White's Save Your Love. Derek Caraview chimed in with Babylon AD's Desperate. Chris Agar chimed in with Firehouse When I Look Into Your Eyes. We had two for Bon Jovi. Psychic Mike chimed in with Always. And Amy Borchin chimed in with Never Say Goodbye. Ryan Pack at the Soundtrack Your Life podcast chimed in with Prince's Purple Rain. Amanda Walsh chimed in with Mr. Big's To Be With You, which, if you haven't heard my recent episode with Mr. Big bassist Billy Sheehan, I highly suggest you go back and give that one a listen after this episode. Carlo at the Movie Loot and the X Radio X podcast both chimed in with Farner's I Want to Know What Love Is. Jen Cohen and Tim McKay both chimed in with Faster Pussycat's House of Pain. Michael Citro at Michael's Record Collection chimed in with Scorpion's Still Loving You. We had three from Cheap Trick. John Gross chimed in with She Only. The Shane and I Show chimed in with The Flame. And Seeker Eleven chimed in with If You Want My Love. We had two from Skid Row. Lazy Supper chimed in with 18 in Life. And Lynn Davidson, Matt Kennedy, and Jamie Lynn Howe all chimed in with I Remember You. We had two from Van Halen as Rob from the Great Song Podcast chimed in with Not Enough, and Dave Zalatoris from the Beer in Front Podcast chimed in with Love Walks In. Prisoners of Rock and Roll chimed in with Steelheart's I'll Never Let You Go. Gary Ratcliffe chimed in with Aerosmith's Angel. Rick Peden chimed in with Slaughter's Fly to the Angels. Tony R. chimed in with Def Leppard's Love Bites. My Podcast Link chimed in with Starship's Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. We had two from Warrant, as Michael Turner chimed in with Heaven, and Hutch chimed in with Sometimes She Cries. Eric S. chimed in with Ozzy Osbourne's Mama, I'm Coming Home. Jay Hall at the Oki Bookcast chimed in with Bad English, When I See You Smile. Rob Jones chimed in with Gerard McMahon's Cry Little Sister. Chael chimed in with Damn Yankees High Enough. We had two from Hart as Bobby Schultz chimed in with Alone, and both Tamara Armstrong and Tony Watson chimed in with What About Love. And finally, Mass Beer Buddy chimed in with L.A. Guns, The Ballad of Jane. And now that we're two and a half hours into the Power Ballads episode, I guess there's <laughs> no better time now than to put those lighters down, press the record button on this mixtape, and get things started. Sean, what power ballad are you kicking off tonight's festivities with? Now, I want this tape to start with something that's just going to grab you, but kind of like ease you into it as well. So I'm going to go with, it's not very well known, but it was kind of big at the time. And it was one of those songs that people would be like, oh my God, they would go to MTV and they'd have to video, like, you know, put the VCRs on to like get it. And then they would like, you know, put their like cassette player, like cassette recorders up to the TV to record it because nobody, (laughs) nobody bought this band's album for some reason. I don't know why, but I'll tell you the song I'm going with is I'll see you in my dreams by giant, big, grand, huge, awesome chorus, great musicianship. And just that, that mellow intro that kind of leads you into where it's going. What a fantastic, dude, I love Giant. I, I actually, 
would have thought the song chained, but that's a little bit more of a mid-tempo rocker. But again, it starts with that slower opening, like you said, to kind of pull you into the song. And that was a big part of it. The dude could sing, man. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely love that group. And you know what? I already know the perfect song to follow that up with. And we're going to start this kind of on a deeper end here. This is a band that I discovered, believe it or not, at the Garden State Plaza. They had several record stores around the 89, 90, 91 range. And I think it was Record Town. It was in the far corner of the other end of the mall. Not It certainly that wasn't was Record Sam Good. World. Record World. It was Record right. World. Record yes. Town was the Bergen Mall. Bergen yes. Mall. Yes. Okay. Right. So Record World had a bin. They had a cutout bin in the front of the store. And my buddy and I were in the store flipping through CDs. And they had this band in there called Baton Rouge. And the album was called Shake Your Soul. And the album cover looked interesting enough for us to buy it, sight unseen. Never heard of the band before, but the album cover looked like a rock album. And we said, hey, I'll kick a dollar in, you kick a dollar in, let's give it a try. And it turned out to be a fantastic band. The singer has a voice similar to Sammy Hagar. It's that typical late 80s, early 90s bravado style of rock. And we both fell in love with this band. Two years later, they released the sophomore effort. 1991's Lights Out on the Playground. And the song I'm going to go with is from that album. And it's a song called Desperate. Might sound familiar right now because at the beginning of the show, Derek Caraview chimed in with a song from 1989, Babylon AD, Desperate. It's the same song. So I want to give a second shout out to Derek because I love the track. But because of the connection I have with the band Baton Rouge and those memories I have, I had to go with their version instead. It is that grandiose, the entire, there's not a lot of vocal harmonies in the chorus, but the whole band sings the chorus. So it gives you that feeling of just that sing-along type song. And it's a just a fantastic power ballad. So following you up, Baton Rouge, Desperate. I mean, Brian, leave it to you to choose the cover song, right? <laughs> Even back in 1990, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, though. In 1991, I had no idea it was a cover song. It wasn't until about two or three years later when my buddy gave me Babylon AD on cassette. And, I, and he goes, you got to check these guys out. And I started because I knew the one single they had. And I listened to the whole tape and I went, wait a minute. What the hell are they doing desperate for? And I would open up the J cards and realized the song that I had liked already for a few years was a cover. So I guess it was already in my DNA. You didn't know just the 30 seconds of The Kid Goes Wild from RoboCop 2? Well, there you, you know, go. From the arcade? <laughs> Where, oh, come on, man. Come on. Well, you know, I got to say, you're saying covers. You know, we're getting the cover zone. And I kind of, I, I think I'm going to steal a band from you. Uh-oh. Uh, because for me, I spent 11 years of my life playing covers of this band. The band, of course, being Bon Jovi. And you cannot have a power ballad mixtape without some Bon Jovi. Am I right? Of course. Yes. I mean, come on. We, you and I are from New Jersey. I spent, like I said, 11 years of my life playing these songs. You'd think I'd never want to hear them again. But let me tell you something, man. I'm going to make a power ballad mixtape. The choices from Bon Jovi are crazy. Like, how many power ballads do they have? 
for a while there, they were almost the power ballad band. But when I think of them, I think, I swear to God, I already screwed up the lyric. But anyway, I'm going to go with Bon Jovi's I'll Be There For You from yes! the 1989 New Jersey album. It's a perfect power ballad. I could not agree more. It is my favorite Bon Jovi power ballad. It was on my list. The other song I had from them that was hovering in my list was obviously their biggest hit song ever, which was Always. But if I'm being honest with myself, I'll Be There For You is just a better song. I love the minor chord progression in the opening. It just feels a little bit more bluesy and it brings a little bit more of what Richie Sambora brings to the band, to that song, where Always was more of just your straight up John Bon Jovi pop style ballad. I feel like I'll Be There For You brings a little bit more Richie into the, into the fold here. It's also from New Jersey, which is arguably their best album. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. But now coming out of that, you can go a lot of different directions. And I think I'm going to go with something that is another band that was massive in the 80s. They were massive in the 90s. They were massive in the 2000s. They were massive in the 2010s. They're massive now in the 2020s. And they were massive in the 1970s. So this is a band that's had 50 years of longevity. But this was the time in their career where they stripped off the makeup. And I'm talking about Kiss. And I'm going to bring Michael Bolton into the fold here because you can't have a power ballad playlist without talking about Michael Bolton. I have two Kiss songs in my bank right now. I kind of was debating I Still Love You from 1982's Creatures in the Night. But I feel like when you're talking power ballads, you have to go with 1989's Hot in the Shade, and you have to go with Forever. It's forever! I love that song. What a choice. I mean, can you... Let's be honest. I think that is one of Paul Stanley's best ever vocal performances. Oh, my God, it is yes. absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. My God. And, you know, a lot of people, and I know a lot of Kiss fans right now are probably like, I know, I know. Did he just mention Hot in the Shade? Well, folks, yes, he did. He just mentioned Hot in the Shade, but he also mentioned Forever, a great song. And if you don't like Forever, you're just not a fan of music. No, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But seriously, I understand in the Kiss lexicon where this album would be an outlier, where especially this song being an outlier. However, in this mixtape of power ballads, it's a perfect fit, especially coming out of Bon Jovi, because those are two songs where everybody knows word for word. Because the first two songs we did, let's just be honest here, Giant and Baton Rouge are not household names. Right. So you and I looked like we were being the music snob. So what I was trying to do was counterbalance that with two songs where everybody knows. So that way it's not just a whole 90 minutes of you and I rattling off bands where everybody's going who, because at the end of the day, power ballads are the ones that everybody in the room knows. Yes. So absolutely. And then you say forever. And I think forever. And there's a song from that era that has always kind of reminded me of forever, but it's, I'm going to say this and I know like, 
Kiss fans that hate Hot in the Shade are going to hate me for saying this anyway. But like, but this song I'm thinking of, I like it. I, I love it. It's actually one of my top like favorite power ballads ever. And uh, it kind of has the same flow. So like, if I'm coming out of Forever by Kiss, I kind of want to keep it at that same vibe. You know what I'm saying, Brian? And I want to mm-hmm. go with another band. I think they're still around today. Uh, big in the 70s, huge in the 70s. But their big 80s power ballad is uh, The Flame by Cheap Trick. One of my favorite songs ever. I think I might have stolen this from you, just judging by the reaction on your face. (laughs) Of course you did, man. This song was 1988. Lap of Luxury. I mean, I I know they did the Don't Be Cruel cover on the same album, which I had the 45 of. And when this song came out, you could not put on any New York radio station. Z100, 95.5, even the classic rock station at the time, which was 92.3, was classic rock. 102.7, they all played it. This song crossed rock radio, pop radio, and every you couldn't escape it. You could not escape it. And it is an amazing song. So now coming out of that, I want to kind of do something that might be considered a little bit of a deeper cut. It's not an artist that people will automatically think of when you think power ballads. I want to bring a female into the list now because we had some great female power ballads. But this is not the one that everybody's going to go to. It was a hit song and Desmond Child wrote it so you know damn well when Desmond Child had his name on something in the 80s. It had a it, key change at the end for the chorus? <laughs> uh, it most certainly did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I am going to go off of 1988's Up Your Alley, and I'm going to go with Joan Jett, Little Liar. Ooh. Ooh. It was a hit, but it's ooh. not like oh, she no, doesn't I'm not, play. I'm not holding my nose saying ooh. No, I'm going, she ooh, doesn't that's... even play it in concert anymore, but it's such an amazing, her gruff voice was so powerful against that Desmond Child backdrop. It almost on paper doesn't sound like it's going to work. But the song, even when I was a kid, it was my favorite. I liked that song more than I Hate Myself for Loving You, which was the massive hit from the album. Dude, I'm finding myself in, in a place here where I don't know how I'm going to follow this. So I'm thinking... While we're on great female vocalists, why don't we stay there for a bit? And I'm thinking, not rock, not hard rock, not quite pop pop, but pop. And this is a band that got their name from a Star Trek character. And I'm talking about T'Pau's Heart and Soul. Wow. Oh my God. I... Friggin' love it. That is such a perfect pop song to fit in this category because that is not one that would make you automatically think lighter in the air power ballad. But when you get to that chorus, it's got all the workings of a perfect power ballad. It's got a little bit of that beat where it's, I'll tell you, I'll I'll use the word, the song, the verses of that song, are sexy. Ooh. And I'm talking specifically about the vocal delivery during the verse here. But then you've got that chorus, which is big and bombastic. 
because you got to think about the way they're singing those verses in kind of the deeper octave. It's got a sexy vibe to it. But then when you hit the chorus, there's your power ballad. I will accept um, money now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am going to stay with where we are going on this. Cool. I'm liking this. We talk about this on this show all the time. We have our bank of songs. We're not just sitting here picking our one, two, three, four, five. We're making this up as we go along. And now that you mentioned to Pow, there's only one song that you can follow it up with. And this is going to make it a trifecta of female singers. But I think I know what it is. It's pop, but it rocks. I am shocked, shocked, shocked that to this day, Eminem is the only person that's tried to cover the song for hip hop. No rock band has ever turned this into a modern hard rock song because it would be a perfect song for Hailstorm, a perfect song for the Pretty Reckless, a perfect song for Eva Under Fire. And I am going with 1989, the artist Martika and the song Toy Soldiers. What a choice. It seems like I stole the flame from you, and you stole Martika from me. Brian, I just want you to know, it wasn't my intention to mislead you. I just didn't know how long you'd stay. (laughs) What could I say? (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't see that coming. (laughs) how could i be so blind to music addiction if we don't stop i just might have to pee and the next one will be me at that point (laughs) Uh, well wow the floor is yours now oh my god so we've got big we've got bombastic i'm gonna keep it in this almost theatrical realm and i'm gonna go with uh something more the band was kind of straight up metal for like their first few albums. And then uh, their lead singer keyboard player saw Phantom of the Opera and he told um, his co-writer, Paul O'Neill, I kind of want to go into the more theatrical realm of things. And uh, I believe the album came out in 1988. And uh, same theatrical, big, hugeness, but starts off little piano with the minor seconds, bing, bing, almost like Days of Our Lives-ish. And from the 1988 album Gutter Ballet, I'm going to go with When the Crowds Are Gone by Sabotage. Wow. I love it. Now, Sean, we have a history with Sabotage, me and you, because our bands played together in the late 90s, early 2000s all the time, and you guys covered Believe. I had that in my bank of songs because I absolutely love that song. It's a little bit more of a theatrical tune than a power ballad, but I will say, you know, when I talk about cover songs, that is one that I have hoped for years that you would record a version of, because I always loved watching Money for the Toll play that song. I think you guys did just an unbelievable job of it. I absolutely love hearing you sing it. I love the original what a pick on this one. I, I, I love I love where you went with this. I feel it begins the trilogy because you've got when the crowds are gone and then you've got part of the chorus of that ends up in Believe and then you get part of Believe ending up in Alone You Breathe, which also brings in some of when the crowds are gone. So there's this nice trifecta that Sabotage did over the course of six years that this is the one that started it all. Well, I have to end this very interesting side of power ballads here 
And I want to go with something where Sabotage is a little bit of a deeper cut. Yeah. Let's just be honest. They were... Oh, absolutely. Metal fans, 1480s rock fans will know this song. However, this was not a mainstream MTV hit. So what I want to do is end a side with one of those, one that everybody knows. And I'll be honest with you, this song could very well be in my top 10 favorite songs of all time. It is a super group. They only had two albums. The first album, I will never forget getting it on Christmas morning in 1990, along with Black Crow's Shake Your Money Maker. My parents got me those two cassettes. I didn't get to Shake Your Money Maker until New Year's Eve because this tape did not come out of my cassette deck. And that was 1990's Damn Yankees, and I'm going with the gorgeous power ballad, some of the most beautiful harmonies ever, high enough. That guitar solo is perfect, too. That's oh the nicest God. thing I'll ever say about that. I almost called him a gentleman. But th- that's the nicest thing I'll say about that, guys. That, that Everything about that guitar solo, the harmonies, as you mentioned, just, man. And that just every time I hear that song, it just brings me back to the innocence of youth. And just, like, you know, like you study music, and things sound different after a while. But, like, that's one of those songs to me that's just, it's never changed the way it sounds to me because it's just perfection. What a choice, sir. It's timeless. Absolutely oh. timeless song. And that, Mixtapers, concludes side A of our Power Ballads mixtape, which consists of Giant, I'll See You in My Dreams, Baton Rouge, Desperate, Bon Jovi, I'll Be There for You, Kiss, Forever, Cheap Trick, The Flame, Joan Jett, Little Liar, Tapau, Heart and Soul, Martika, Toy Soldiers, Sabotage, When the Crowds Are Gone, and Damn Yankees, High Enough. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. 
we're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Now, I'm doing some math here. And this this is a uh, TDK 90-minute cassette. Oh, of course. So 45 minutes. And I see we've got about a minute and 12 seconds left. So I would like to interject. I'd like to fill in this space because I've never heard you talk about this on this show. But my go-to sometimes was, uh, if it was about a minute, it's always waiting for 22 from Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. Nice. But earlier today, Brian, I'm listening to There Can Only Be One podcast, and you mentioned the whole thing about filling up the side with stuff by S.O.D., uh, what, what, the, what the hell, man? The first time you mentioned talking about this isn't even <laughs> on your on a show. Different show? <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. There are girlfriends, I am sure, ex-girlfriends of mine from high school who have love song mixtapes from me that include Hey Gordy, Diamonds and Rust, The Ballad of Jimi Hendrix, and then The Descendants All and All Know All, and my door just opened and my wife just shot me a look. <laughs> Thankfully, by the time we were dating, I had mixed CDs, so I didn't have to put those on the end because I probably wouldn't be married right now. Oh, but... you put them in the middle. <laughs> well, Sean, the songs that are actually on this mixtape, for the mixtapers listening, head over to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Now, Sean, before we flip over and start side B, I'd like to talk about some of your music for a while because... You've recently released a brand new live EP called Live Volume 4, 5050-918-22. And you took what I consider to be a very unique approach to this live release. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it, please? Oh, of course, because if there's one thing I love talking about, it's me. <laughs> but seriously, folks, you can't drown a fish. <laughs> I kind of got the idea of doing this from the mix from Live Volume 2 that John Mosco of 60 Miles Down did for me, he had added some harmonies on New Love Song. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't do that. Like, he had added that in the mix, and it sounded great. So I was like, oh, um, one of these days I'd like to, like, do something different like that. And it was always, like, a, in the back of my mind. And then when I was recording this set for Laszlo for a blow-up radio performance... I opened up with Settle In, which you can't do solo. You need that second guitar part playing that melody. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut these songs. So I, I played my full set, about a half hour, but I extended little sections. So I could just, a week later, plug my Strat in and just do some lead guitar over stuff. Or like for Settle In, you know, play the do 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 except in the right key. And, <laughs> And I just thought it would be something different where it's kind of like, look, people like acoustic music, but nobody wants to hear somebody strumming every time they like put something on. So I wanted to like just try something different and just send it out there to the ether. And so far, the, the response has been pretty good. So thanks for uh, bringing that up, man. Oh, of course, dude. You mentioned one of your songs that 
to be honest, whenever you, we do get a studio version of it, new love song would have been a perfect song to include in this mix. But for the sake of power ballads, I went to a song from one of your earlier EPs that with your permission, I'd like to play a small clip from. Sure. This is a clip of Sean's track, Second Verse. This is the second verse In the right place now Where someone laughed about it And then someone wrote it down This is another verse But I can't find the words To sing what I am feeling To know what it's about this denim jacket says the name We're in this together And tonight we feel the same Well, it's a hard time It's getting right for you And it's such a sweet time Singing songs for you You're what makes it happen and we had to say goodbye Let's forget the memory Just another ride This is the second verse So Sean, obviously you weren't going for a power ballad with this one But I, I really love the story you're telling in the song So why don't you tell people a little bit about this one Alright, uh, <laughs> Karma has gotten me back for this after these years and probably for writing that song. But as I had mentioned earlier, I was in a Bon Jovi tribute for 11 years, Slippery When Wet, New Jersey, from New Jersey, rocking for you wherever they're rocking for you. They got a website, jovitribute.com. Check it out, all kinds of stuff, when and where they're playing. I have to plug my boys. I love them to death. So we're playing a gig one night, and we're just on fire. Like, And the crowd just kept feeding it to us. We kept feeding it to the crowd, and it was just so good. So we have our openers and we're going through our openers and like 20 minutes later, we stop our big opening because it's like Wild in the Streets, Bad Medicine and Out of Love, Raise Your Hands, bam, done. So we start It's My Life and it's just, we're going great, we're going great. And the singer is like, just, he's into it, he's like, this is for once who stood their ground. And we were just like, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) oh no. I mean, thankfully- he picked it right back up, but it was like he he started with the second verse. And just a lot of what that song is is just stuff like that was about being in Slippery One Way. Like that whole thing, like it's a hard time getting it right for you. And, you know, Mike would always say at the end of the night, you know, if we would do Never Say Goodbye, he'd always say like, hey, man, you know, uh, you're what makes it happen. And we never want to say goodbye. So I, I had to incorporate that into the song and just... That song to me, you say power ballad, and for me, like, and it took years for somebody to point it out, but it's got a um, night shift vibe to the chorus. It's gonna be some sweet sounds. A little bit, little bit, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm always going to have that part of my life. Just, it's always going to find its way into a song somehow. Awesome, awesome. Well, now we have flipped over our power ballads mixtape, and we are going to start on side B with. This side, I get to kick things off, and I'm going to go with another one of my personal favorite power ballads from one of my favorite bands of the 80s, hands down. This is a band that was unfairly lumped into the hairband scene. However, 
when you look at the cover of their 1986 album, Night Songs, that would be Cinderella, you can kind of understand why they were lumped into hair bands. But Cinderella was never a hair band. They were always a bluesy, southern, hard rock, rolling stones with a little bit more oomph, Aerosmith, ACDC type group. And they put out a ton of great ballads when you think of stuff like Nobody's Fool and Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. The second one there being a massive, massive hit. But no ballad they ever did touched my heart as much as the title track to 1990's Heartbreak Station. An absolutely beautiful composition. Amazing guitar work. One of my favorite acoustic guitar riffs to play. But then you've got the middle section where Tom Kiefer just opens up to his signature growl singing over this bridge leading right into the solo. It's just a perfect power ballad. I know it's not their biggest hit, but how in the hell was Heartbreak Station not their biggest album? Because to me, it's easily my favorite. Musically, there's not a dud on it. Not that they had many duds across any of their albums, but to me, it feels like the most perfect body of work they ever put out. And this song is kind of the centerpiece of that, obviously being the title track. So I'm starting off side B with Cinderella, Heartbreak Station. Well, before I go on to my next track, I got to say, I'm with you with that song. I'm with you with that band. That's also my favorite album from that band. And Tom Kiefer is just one of my all-time favorite musicians. The first time I saw Cinderella live, I'm like, this guy just played everything but the drums, and he played everything proficiently. And uh, what a unique voice. Like, if you heard anybody else trying to sing like that, you'd be like, dude, get the hell out of here. But for some reason, <laughs> Tom Kiefer is like, that voice, like, only he can do that. There's no Cinderella tributes. Why? Show me somebody that can do that and be convincing doing it. Right. He's unique. But you mentioned a band getting lumped in with the whole hair thing. My favorite. Not just of that era. But I'm going to go with one of my top 10 favorite bands of all time. My first rock and roll concert, I will say. But I'm not going to go with Love Song by Tesla. (laughs) I am not going to go with Love Song, which is fantastic. But, you know, power, right? And Love Song does have power. But it doesn't go by that definition of like, start mellow and then boom, right? But what you give from Mm -hmm. 1991's Psychotic Supper does exactly that. And I think it's just as long as Love Song. So this is going to take up the right amount of space for us to have short but sweet at the end of this cassette. Absolutely love that song, man. I'm so glad there is no other band. Can you imagine a Tesla Cinderella tour? How how has that ever happened? I would be at every show. I saw Cinderella open up for Poison. I'm like, that's awesome because Poison puts on a great show too. Yeah. But I mean, Cinderella and Tesla together, I'd go to every show. How has that never been a thing? I I I don't know. Maybe they don't get along and that's sad if that's the fact. But I mean, Tom... Brian, guys, get together. Make this happen. I would be front row center for that Oh, not you, Brian. I'm sorry. Brian Wheat. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know. If I could do something about it, I certainly will. Make it so. (sighs) All right. You mentioned Poison. Let's just go to Poison now. Oh, okay. Because Poison, Poison. Poison. power ballads. 
I mean, I've seen Cinderella and Poison several times on tour together. I saw Cheap Trick and Poison together. And there's always one song that Poison does that moves me to tears in every show. And it actually isn't Every Rose Has Its Thorn. I know that's the one that everybody's thinking (laughs) of. But 1990s Flesh and Blood is my favorite Poison album. I actually went on Records Revisited to do an episode about this album. I think it is the band's finest hour, including as much as I love Native Tongue with Richie Kotzen, I feel like Flesh and Blood gets the edge because CC's in that kind of transition. And CC is more of a part of Poison's history than Richie was. And the song Something to Believe in just tugs at my heartstrings. My father is a Vietnam veteran. This was a song that the first time he saw the video, he said, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the music you listen to, but this song is effing perfect. And this was one that when I would make him mixtapes of stuff to listen to when he'd be out working, I would always include like the songs he wants and then stuff that I knew that he liked of mine. And this was one that I always put on there. He still loves it to this day. Last time I saw Poison with Cheap Trick in, I want to say it was 2018, they did this song. I recorded the whole thing for my father and Brett Michaels had brought out a bunch of veterans onto the stage. Oh, the man. That's awesome. Uh, And it was just like, I'm getting literally the hair on my arms are standing up just telling this story. And I showed it to my father the next day and he said, just unbelievable. And this song doesn't really tug at your heartstrings like a love song, but nowhere in that Oxford definition did it say the lyrics had to be about love and something to believe in is about losing somebody important to you and, and kind of, dealing with that and it's a beautiful heartbreaking song and you know what it shows that poison was much more than the glammy party band that everybody took them to be this song was a mature well thought out beautiful composition so poison something to believe in another thing that song is is one that you stole from me oh really you had that too stole that oh yeah absolutely that's my favorite poison tune I used to perform that live when I was doing an acoustic duo with Ronnie, who was, he's currently now the bass player in Bonfire. So he was in Slippery When Wet. We did an acoustic duo. Now he's out touring Europe with Bonfire. And since I'm going to mention Ronnie, I'm going to go a little deep for my next choice because this is a CD I got when I was in like a mall rat hanging out at the Garden State Plaza. Back, you know, like everybody wearing denim jackets with patches on them, smoking cigarettes by the food court, which is not really there anymore. But this band Cleavage, everybody was handing out their CDs and stuff like that. And uh, the song is available still to this day. But the first song I ever heard from Cleavage was on what they called the demo. And it's, it's not Goodbye Forever. Awesome ballad. It's out there. It's been re-released, I think, in 2013, the album uh, was re-released. But Ronnie was the guitar player of said band. And the bass player of said band is uh, none other than Mike, the singer from Slippery and Wet, who I had mentioned earlier, talking about my song's second verse, and just talking about Bon Jovi. When I think about Bon Jovi, I think about Mike and Ronnie a lot. And It's Not Goodbye Forever is just that perfect power ballad. And those guys were like right there, man. And uh, Everybody in this North Jersey area definitely knew the Cleavage album. So that's my next choice. Wow. 
you've got me set up here to go really deep as well. And I think I'm going to take that. This is where I think you and I are going to lose a lot of the outside of New Jersey listeners. But there was a band that one of my friends growing up, his cousin was in this group. And this group was set to do some very, very big things. And their lead singer was a guy, Tommy Lee, not the Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, but they were a band called Sittin' Pretty. And they were getting very, very popular in the New Jersey, New York, Brooklyn metal scene. And unfortunately, the lead singer died in a car accident. But they had a power ballad on their album called China Died that was so perfect for the New Jersey hard rock metal scene. This is kind of where 89.5 WSOU comes into play. I They got some play on there. I know 1480 Z-Rock played these guys. They just never had that chance. And this song is obviously up on Spotify. So when I make a mixtape for people, I always like to kind of throw songs in where as they're singing along with the ones they're oh so familiar with, they get some new songs that maybe they could take something away. So I'm hoping that China Died is something that listeners tonight take away and rediscover a band that I loved so much growing up. And that was Sitting Pretty. That's awesome, brother. That's very awesome. And it seems like side two is that weird side because we're in that mood. And, you know, I know when you made mixtapes, if you were just driving around, you make one for driving around. The first side was like, all right, my friends are going to have to deal with this. So, like, the first side is everything that, like, they would know mostly for the most part. Not a lot of deep cuts. And the second side is where you really started getting deep. I'm going to stray away from that a bit. And I'm going to go with something. It's a song about being cheated on, but witnessing it. I'm just kidding. I'm not going deep. From the 1990 album Cherry Pie, I'm going to go with I Saw Red by Warrant. Ooh. Wow. You went with I Saw Red. You see, I had Warrant on my list, and it was not heaven either. I went with the one that Hutch chimed in with, and sometimes she cries from 89's Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich. But my God, I'll tell you right now, you take the song Cherry Pie off of the album Cherry Pie, and people view Warrant differently moving forward. Absolutely, because you've got you've got Mr. Rainmaker, you've got Uncle Tom's Cabin, which the album was originally going to be called was Uncle yes. Tom's Cabin. And if Uncle Tom's Cabin started the album, people take Warrant more seriously as a band. But instead, the label pushed them. He probably wrote the song while he was in on the toilet. On a pizza like box. A, yeah, 24 hours later... And then they bring in C.C. DeVille. It was literally a label contrived, but it became what the band was known for. And I think that's a shame because they're much better than the Cherry Pie Band. And now you say sometimes she cries and I'm kind of like, oh, I want to change my answer, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stand my ground with I Saw Red. All right. And I'm going to stick with the New Jersey love we've been kind of throwing around in this mix. And I'm going to go with another one that Huge hit. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. And it is probably another one of my top favorite power ballads. I'm just scrolling through my list, starting to get upset because there's at least a dozen bands there's no way in hell we're going to get to tonight. Yeah. And I can already feel the emails coming in. How the hell can you do a power ballads playlist and not include? So this is one of the songs I know would be on that list. But it's also one of my favorite power ballads. 
The Ataris do an amazing punk rock cover of it. And I'm going from 1989 Skid Row, I Remember You. Uh, New Jersey and Canada uniting to give us Skid Row. I could have went with 18 in Life as well because that was a power ballad. However, with the theme of some of the lyrics of the songs that are on like side two, like Heartbreak Station, What You Give, I know something to believe in. I mean, I could have probably went with either or, but I think I remember you. I'm trying to kind of steer the ending of this playlist a little bit towards kind of the big finale. And I think I remember you takes us there a little better. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to be the guy to give you the big finale of something that everybody knows. I'm Captain (laughs) Deep Cuts. And it's not because I think, oh, that's the popular song. People need to know the deeper cuts from these bands. It's not that. It's just that I've heard the popular song so many times that I appreciate the deeper cuts more. How many songs do I have left? Two, right? You have two songs left, and I've got one. We just did 18. I'm sorry. We just did it's harder than it looks, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. All right. So I got to follow Skid Row. And that's probably the biggest power ballad ever, I think. It's, it's probably it's one of the top five biggest power ballads ever, I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with another one that I know is huge. Huge. And it's from my favorite era of the band because I... They started out as kind of a uh, Led Zeppelin meets Fleetwood Mac. And uh, in the 80s, they became something just so big and grand. And I have to go from the album Bad Animals. I'm going to go with Alone by Heart. Yes. Okay, well, thank you. Because that was going to be my track nine. Obviously, it's my love of cover songs. This song is so good. It's a cover song. And when people go back and listen to the original, they immediately realize how iconic Hart made it. Ann Wilson's voice on this song is one of the greatest vocal performances in a rock song ever. Bar none. And there's a reason why every American Idol hopeful sings this damn song to a not-so-good effect. Yeah, I mean, you know... It's it's not the easiest tune to sing. I know for a fact I can't sing it, nor would I ever try. But man, even everything about that song. And you got to give Nancy her due as well, because the guitar work on that is beautiful as well. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely. Yeah. And then you take it into the 90s and you strip it down to the acoustic version from The Road Home with John Paul Jones on bass. And it goes from this grandiose power ballad to this delicate, gorgeous song. The harmonies. It's oh the my harmonies. God. It, it's just, un- I could have used either version, but power comes yeah. from the studio version. Yeah, yeah. I am torn though, because that would well, have been torn easy- is technically a power ballad. Yeah, true. Yes. Okay. I have two songs that I would like to have in this spot now, because, because you chose heart, my decision, had you not chosen Heart, was easy because Heart was going to be track nine. Now you've chosen that, and I am torn between two songs that we need to follow up alone with. So they need to be massive power ballads. And I have two, and I'm completely undecided. <sighs> All right, I'm going to go with one that is a 
re-recording of a hit. The original was a hit. The re-recording was a hit. They both charted. And it the version I'm going from is off of 1991's Decade of Decadence. Oh, all right. And I'm going to go with Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home 91, where Tommy Lee's playing on the grand piano. It kind of strips away a little bit of the 80s sheen that the Theater of Pain version has. And it is a true hard rock power ballad. And I feel like it was Motley Crue's best version of it, bar none. But it was really hard for me to choose between that and another song. But I'm not going to say what that one was because you might even have it for your closing song of the night. But Home Sweet Home 91, I know you're a fan of Motley Crue. Be curious where you think this one fits compared to the original on Theater of Pain. I like both versions a lot. And while I like where you're going with your choice, the original just... It's the original, and I'm I'm gonna go with the original. So like a band covers themselves, it's a cover song, so you automatically choose it. Is that what's happening here, Brian? Not at all. It's because <laughs> believe it or not, I just love the grand piano sound. No, I got you. of the opening versus the keyboard. I feel like the grand piano sounds it's more timeless to me than the original, which does take me right to 1985. And I'm nitpicking here because both versions are great, but to me, 91's version just feels still a little bit more modern in 2023 versus the 80s keyboard of the original on theater. Fair opinion. enough. No, that's fair enough. But now you have the hardest decision of them all, sir. I really do because I'm sitting here thinking of all these songs, like all these songs, like deep cuts, like Only My Heart Talking by Alice Cooper. That also has Steven Tyler on it. I mean, me, I like Dream Theater. Another Day falls into that power ballad. Winger, Miles Away. These are songs that, man, right? But I'm going to end this tape with a song from a movie, from a sequel. Not from a hair band. From a guy who, when he joined his band, changed the sound of them. Then he went solo, and I'm going to go with one that is so glorious. little hint for you there. Uh-oh. That I have to go with Peter Cetera's Glory of Love. That's a huge, huge song. And oh, my it, it God, And it takes yeah. every single box. And I was, like, thinking to myself, man, you don't have anything for movies yet. And you love movie soundtracks. Yes, I do. Glory of Love. Gomez is standing up, slow clapping that choice. The Karate Kid 2, what a great pick. Peter Cetera had so many, even which, even Chicago had power ballads with Look Away. And he was like kind of one of those guys where Kenny Loggins was your, Kenny Loggins also had Meet Me Halfway that could have very oh. easily fit this too. <laughs> I need to change my answer now because that's one of my favorite <laughs> songs ever. <laughs> In a lifetime. Yeah, I guess. Oh, wow. You, I, I will, Sean, we make up the rules here on my weekly mixtape. I will give you the choice. You have, you, you put the glory of love in. People are probably cheering for that. But then Kenny Loggins got brought into the mix. I will allow you a mulligan to 
cross it off and meet me halfway for the close. Let me think about this, though. Am I going to go with drum technique to defend yourself? Or am I going to turn my hat backwards and become a completely different guy? I have to think about this, Brian, because Meet Me Halfway, that's a beautiful song. And it also does have that big bam, meet me halfway. But, oh, Brian, Brian, this is going to be a really long episode because I need to sit here (laughs) and dissect. Pros and cons list. (laughs) These are the pros and cons of song choosing. I'm going to stick. With Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. However, how much time is left on this cassette? Ooh, could be seconds. Because I'm thinking uh, Dallab Nikifesson could also fit. NFB from Anthrax, Tack of the Caliber. I'll allow it. Yeah, I think I'll allow it so much. (laughs) I'm going to put it at the end of the playlist just so people could hear the awesomeness that is Anthrax's NFB. Brian, give me some tissues. (laughs) I used to end, I kid you not, and there's probably a reason they are exes. I have ended a few power ballad mixes with that song because you could tell which people actually listen to it because for the first verse of the song, it is a power ballad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second verse that shows if she's really paying attention or not. We fell in love at first sight. I can't explain the feeling when I first saw you. We were so, so happy. Life's sweet, sunny child. You'll always be mine. And then your second verse of, Then I played the fool. Oh, you're I never right. never meant yeah. to hurt you. I'll sleep, sleep with, with all your friends. friends. Oh, this is a family show. My sleep. <laughs> it's a sleepover in pajamas, eating popcorn, watching Nickelodeon. Yes. Yes. Well, there you have it, folks. Side B of our Power Ballads playlist, starting off with Cinderella, Heartbreak Station, Tesla, What You Give, Poison, Something to Believe in, Cleavage, It's Not Goodbye Forever, Sitting Pretty, China Died, Warrant, I Saw Red, Skid Row, I Remember You, Heart, Alone, Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home 91, Peter Cetera's The Glory of Love with the bonus track... (laughs) Anthrax NFB for a little fun at the end of the playlist. I could tell you right now to everybody, there will be a volume two. Sean will be back because I still have 25 songs of bands we haven't touched. Yeah, yeah. We need to do a part two. We have to do a part two because where's Night Ranger? Where is Chicago, right? Where's, where's who's Nelson? Ario Speedwagon. And I almost, I almost had... Only time will tell. Aerosmith, Def Leppard, Faster Pussycat, Guns N' Roses, part two of Power Ballads will be coming your way this fall. Mark my words, we will make it happen. However, to hear about the songs we've talked about on tonight's episode, head over to myweeklymixtape.com, visit the Power Ballads page, and listen to all of the songs we discussed in this mix through the embedded playlist. Sean Faust, I know you're working on some stuff, so what does the rest of 2023 have in store for you? Is there any new music on the horizon? And then most importantly, where can people connect with you to hear your music? There is plenty of new music on the horizon, Brian. I'm working on a full-length studio album. I'm also re-recording my original demo from 1995 because I kind of want to give that I I like recording. I like layering. 
it's your home sweet home 91, isn't it? It, it, it kind of is, <laughs> except for songs that nobody's heard and probably still won't, except for Mountains. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking at re-recording that, uh, which is also an original recording of Believe before Money for the Toll, even though I was calling myself as a solo artist, Money for the Toll. So I'm going to be re-recording that, and I'm just going to you know, do some more live stuff. But I can be found at SeanFaustMusic.com or wherever else you might want to find me and uh, buy my music. And I will suggest if you are going to purchase it, Bandcamp.com. They do the monthly Bandcamp Fridays. I don't want to tell people to wait to purchase your music. However, as a musician who does this full time, I would rather see you get the lion's share of it. So when there is Bandcamp Friday, support Sean's music then because Sean gets a bigger cut from the proceeds of that song, which helps him create more new music. This is true. And if you're going to go to Bandcamp, only use it for purchasing. Streaming does nothing. I don't even get a fraction of a penny. So please purchase there. Stream elsewhere. Sean Faust. 20-something year friendship. Always great to have you on. I apologize for booking you for a part two without even asking your permission, but this has been an absolute blast. Love, dude. Uh, I can't wait to do it, and I'm already starting my next list. All right. As always, Mixtapers, remember you can find my weekly mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. If you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon Mixtaper at Patreon.com forward slash My Weekly Mixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, enjoy the tunes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.